Welcome to the A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media as we are Nashville's on-demandsports.network. We go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Also hit us up on Twitter and Instagram where you can find uh, the links to the show. Also, TikTok as well, just like Zach mentioned in the cold open. Uh, let's get uh, – let's got to thank our sponsors before we go any further because they make it happen for us and they help out you guys. Wilson County Hyundai, make them a part of your new car buying process by going to see them in Lebanon or simply at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Uh, also, uh, the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care, plus Farm Bureau Health Plans. Get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. That's better coverage, better rates, better service. Learn more about health coverage for you at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. So, Zach, a lot has been made of Traylon Burks um, and what he hasn't been able to do with Titans practices since he was drafted. Uh, he, his rookie minicamp did not go well whatsoever. He did his first rep in the first drill, then he did an inhaler, had to go inside. Didn't seem if I didn't know if it was overheated or out of breath, out of shape, whatever it might be. Then it looked like it was okay. Day two of rookie minicamp. Then last week when he joined the veterans, all the rookies joined the veterans in OTAs. He was in and out of the locker room and practice multiple times throughout that day. And so all eyes are going to be on him today. The next opportunity the media has gotten to see Traylon Burks. And this one is after Albert Breer reported a pre-draft concern for Burks and we'll start this was from the Monday morning quarterback on this Monday so just a couple days ago uh, in the quick hitting section of the column uh, Breer said one name to watch as many camps approach Titans rookie Traylon Burks a couple weeks ago we went over his weight issue in the Monday afternoon quarterback and how there were some pre-draft private workouts I also heard he labored to get through some of those pre-draft workouts which was a red flag for certain teams We'll see what sort of shape he's gotten himself into since. And so that hyperlink that Breer has there was to this, which was on May 17th a few weeks ago. Uh, the case for rookie wideout Traylon Burks bears watching. He had to leave practice twice the other day, had trouble keeping his weight down through the pre-draft process. Teams heard he played in the 240s at points at Arkansas last year, checked in at 225 at the Combine but was back in the 230s for some of his private workouts. That plus his 40 time in Indy contributed to his falling out of the top group of receivers in the mind of a bunch of teams. So, Zach, we've been playing the big deal, small deal, no deal game with Traylon Burks, it seems like, ever since that rookie minicamp. But there seems like there's more to this than the guy just going through a bunch of tough visits, uh, maybe eating well, not having uh, or his travel schedule impacting his ability to train and then going from combine training to football drills is very different. We understand that, but it seems like Traylon Burks and this weight issue that Albert Breer is reporting is actually uh, something to, to monitor for sure. Well, I think the issue is, is the first time anybody saw Traylon Burks in a Titans uniform, he was three words out of shape. It was clear. It was clear to see. We got thousands of views on our YouTube and all of our digital media because you were at practice. You saw that he was keeled over. Yeah. He was huffing and puffing. He left. So now that it trickles out 
prior to that that teams, which they should know more about Traylon Burks than the public do, do right? I mean, yeah. they're at the pro day. This is their job to figure out who they should draft. And if teams passed on Traylon Burks because of this issue, and then the first time he suits up in a professional practice uniform, he's out of shape, that confirms the concern that teams had. This is not good. This is not good for now. It doesn't mean that it can't be changed, but doesn't this solidify that this is a problem? Oh, it's it's definitely a it's a it's currently a problem. Now Jeff Rubel brings up Eddie Lacy. I think we all remember Eddie Lacy, who was the uh, Packers running back, who uh, was a victim of bad photo angles <laughs> one day at practice, and then when he was with the I Seattle Seahawks. I know that was more of a joke, but uh, when uh, when Eddie Lacy went to the Seahawks, they had him on a diet and a weight plan that he had to consistently get under a certain weight uh, throughout uh, that offseason process. And uh, Frank says he's got asthma, big guy or Fanga Fanga. You don't know if he has asthma or not. And I think. The, and the I'll add problem. to Fanga, no one cares. You yeah, think well, we give a rip if you have asthma on third and seven and your ass is not on the field? Nobody cares. And, and, and like, he, he, there's no way Traylon Burks could possibly be the first NFL player with asthma, right? <laughs> I, I just read a Twitter thread about Ryan Clark, who nearly died because he had a, a, an autoimmune disease and Denver with a high altitude almost killed him, literally. He had to go to the hospital. And so again, like, and then Robert says that Tennessee heat and humidity is just different. We also have to remember that Traylon Burks is from Arkansas. <laughs> like, if there's a if there's a state that's more humid and hotter than Tennessee, it's probably Arkansas. And thank you, Bo, on Facebook says asthma doesn't get you fat; stuffing your face does. Now there is a couple things. Again, I don't think we're calling Traylon Burks fat, but Albert Breer's report saying that some teams heard he crept up into the two forties during the season last year at Arkansas is pretty wild. That's a really big wide receiver. Just for uh, conversation's sake and for extra information, Chig Okonkwo, the tight end the Titans drafted on day three from Maryland, his official weight is 238. And so if Traylon Burks was 225 at the Combine, then he was reportedly in the 230s um, at some of his pre-draft private workouts, and also heard he was in his 240s at Arkansas, he's bigger or as big as the tight end the Titans drafted as well when it comes to pure weight. So that's not good, but he did play, apparently, according to this report, in the 240s at Arkansas. Well, and I think here is the good news. You know, we've talked a lot about the bad news over the last five minutes. You know, yeah. Traylon Burks at Arkansas is a, as they love to call them, student athletes. <laughs> yes. But now he is a professional. You know, this is what he does. It's his job to be in shape. He has nutritionalists. He's got people around him with weight training. He's got a strength and conditioning coach. I mean, he has all of these, you know, ways, at, you know, things at his disposal to help him prevent him from being and this is the this is the comp that no one likes to be comped, Kelvin Benjamin. We all know from Florida State, who played for the Panthers and played for the Buffalo Bills, that man could not keep his weight down. And because of that, 
he was not a very good wide receiver in the NFL. That was a first round uh, draft pick. So I, you know, I, I think it's, it's okay because Traylon Burks has everything at his disposal. The issue Austin is that he started his Titans career out of shape. That's on him. Yeah. There, there's no excuse. You play football. You don't have to do all these other stuff. You don't have to go to a cubicle. You don't have to ride around, make sales calls. That's not what your responsibility is. Your responsibility yeah. is, is to get in the best shape of your life and be the best athlete that you can be to be the best football player on your football team. And you bring up Kelvin Benjamin. The, the Panthers came in training camp again in practice against the Titans when he was here, when he was with the Carolina Panthers. And I remember watching him. The guy could not turn. Like, I mean, Kelvin Benjamin was also way bigger than what Traylon Burks is right now. Kelvin Benjamin was like 6'5". He had very little agility or explosive ability because he was so big. Uh, but let's get to our question here on this. because, And we'll go over the Albert Breer uh, report here in a second from Monday Morning Quarterback. But Traylon Burks' weight issue dating back to Arkansas and the pre-draft process, is this a big deal, small deal, or no deal? A big deal, small deal, or no deal for Traylon Burks uh, having a weight issue, according to Albert Breer. But first, let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute. I'm live from St. Thomas Sports Park, going in to see the Titans practice again at OTAs today, here in about 30 minutes or so. But uh, the Bone and Joint Institute, that's where you should turn whenever you have an injury that creeps up or happens in life. Life life happens and you get hurt, which sucks. But make sure you know where to go to and you know who to trust with your recovery. They've got the experts, the physicians, the surgeons there that know how to deal with any type of joint or or bone injury that you can uh, think of. Also, the great rehab facility to get you back to health as well. Boneandjointtn.org. Izzy Sports, we are powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. They are the king of the sports book. I've got the app. Austin has the app. You should have the app. Use the promo code ATOZ200. That's ATOZ200. No spaces, all one word. $10 money line wager in... Uh, in Major League Baseball, wins you $200 when either team hits a home run in a game. So you can get $200 off of a $10 money line wager for new users. Use the promo code ATOZ200 right there and download the BetMGM app today. All right, A to Z Sports here live on this Wednesday. Again, I'm live at St. Thomas Sports Bar going into Titans OTA practice. Here is what we are discussing this morning as the Albert Bree report came out Monday that Traylon Burks a couple weeks ago went over his weight issue and how it was there for some of his pre-draft private workouts. Also heard he labored to get through some of those pre-draft workouts, which was a red flag for certain teams. And then on May 17th, Breer said that teams heard Burks played in the 240s at points at Arkansas, checked in at 225 the combine, but was back up in the 230s for some of those private workouts and then had the 45540 at the NFL Combine where he, where he was at 225, uh, mind you, too. So is it a big deal, small deal, or no deal with Burks having some of these weight issues as Albert Breer of SI is reporting? Well, you, you know, you go to the chat, and I think we've got a lot of different answers coming our way, okay. which is good. That means I think it justifies it's a good question. Uh, I have not seen one answer, but I've seen a lot of two answers. So Steven okay. says small deal john says big deal gator says small deal jeff big ten jeff says small deal right now if it continues to get worse than a big deal that's kind of right. obvious very very small deal from drew so he's not going no deal small from eric and from colin 
Uh, we've got, oh, here, here we go. No deal because he's a big wide receiver in general from Mark Jones. So that is our first no deal. Um, small deal uh, coming in. Uh, and we've got a, a, a surplus of small deals uh, yeah. coming in. Small-ish deal from Eric. It's a big deal from Donald. Shows that Traylon struggles to stay in shape, and that isn't a new phenomenon. Uh, between big and small from Jason, so he's somewhere in between. Bryce says big deal. Shows he doesn't care. Like Zach said, it's his job to be in shape, to be football-ready. Bryce coming down. Look, your actions speak louder than words. And if you come into your job, like there's a difference of not knowing what to do because you're a rookie, right? But Mm -hmm. you can prevent being out of shape. I mean, you can do that. And I love it. And we talked about this a lot, Austin. You're like, oh, well, you know, he's got your own trainers. We've got our own trainers. Well, Mike Vrabel said it himself. Your own trainers cannot emulate what we are going to put you through. So sure. all the other BS excuses that it's okay, Ryan Tannehill's training by himself. That was a big, it was a big deal from you uh, when we talked about. You're saying, hey, it didn't matter that Ryan Tannehill didn't show up to voluntary OTAs. I said it was a massive deal because it show it doesn't show leadership. One of the things you said was he's got his own trainer. Well, no, that's not what you're misunderstanding misunderstanding my point. My point on the Ryan Tannehill thing, they're very, it's very different. I was not worried. Nobody's worried about Ryan Tannehill's cardiovascular shape because he's, he's going into the 11th year of his league. He knows what is expected of him from that standpoint. My point on the Ryan Tannehill not showing up for OT days was that they couldn't even use a damn football at that point in phase one of OTAs no football is allowed they're just doing conditioning and weights and so it's actually more beneficial for Ryan Tannehill to be elsewhere throwing the football on his own than being here not being no no it definitely wasn't Zach again definitely point I don't know it's irrelevant for you to bring that up because it's completely different it's it's training it's what Vrabel said right Vrabel and and this was how Vrabel talked about Traylon Burks's issue after practice one, right? He said, well, you know, you can't do the same thing. Guys want to train on their own. Well, Traylon Burks obviously wasn't training hard enough. Well, because again, it didn't take him. How long did it take him for his ass to get back in size practice one? Oh, I mean, he went through his first rep in the first drill before he needed to, to catch his breath and have the inhaler. And, and honestly, in the first rep, he was struggling in the middle of the first rep. Again, like I don't know why you brought up Tannehill in this to, to kind of get us off on a tangent and be a distraction here. But so do you say it's a big deal for Burks right now? I do. I think it's a big okay. deal. And I also think that it will linger. He will now have to prove that he can stay in shape. Now, can he do that? He absolutely can. Can this turn into a no deal? It absolutely can turn into a no deal. But right now, this is a big deal because he's got so much pressure on him because of A.J. Brown and because of the state of this franchise and the state of the AFC and the expectations of the last year being the number one seed in the AFC. This year, it's a different look. And Traylon Burks was drafted in the first round to come in here and make an immediate impact. If he can't stay in shape or be on the field, he can't catch passes. 
Yeah. He, yeah, for sure. So, and I think Paul D says big deal because J-Rob has missed on a few personal issues with players in the past that has killed the Titans like Vic Beasley and Isaiah Wilson. Great comment by Paul D. A, it now it adds on. Comment. It adds on to the deal. Yeah, and so uh, NBC asked, the bigger question is, why is he out of shape? Well, if we go back to the Albert Breer thing, MB, from May 17th, uh, that teams heard Burks was playing in the 240s at point in Arkansas. Lat- he checked in at 225, was back in the 230s. So he sounds like somebody, and I'm sure everybody can relate to this a little bit, that you know you have a bad weekend of drinking and going to the lake and eating food and all that. And all of a sudden you gain a few pounds. Like, and it's hard to, for some people, it's hard to keep their weight, uh, you know, down just normal humans. Traylon Burks is a professional athlete. Now, no longer does he have that excuse, right? For some offensive linemen, Zach, you know, you're a former buck, Ali Marpet. I don't know if you saw that guy on Memorial day weekend, but Ali Marpet was an offensive lineman playing at three ten last year retired and now is looking ripped maybe he was the guy the opposite you couldn't keep weight on some people can't keep weight off Kadaro brings up how big was aj brown aj brown was too big this time when he came in as a rookie but he was able to stay on the practice field and get through practice and he was able to get himself ready to go where he had a thousand yards uh, in the season so you say big deal zach the only thing that is pulling me down to a small deal is the fact that at Arkansas at times he was playing at 240, right? And what he did at Arkansas made him a first round pick. So it showed me that in the season at 240, he was explosive enough to put on good tape to make him a first round pick. Cause but the he dropped because eight- of that. He dropped in the first round because of that. Right. But, so you're right. That, hold on, that's hold on. The deal. But still a top 20 pick, right? That's true. And, and Traylon Burks was mocked the entire draft process in the first round for the most part. You know, the Titans took him at 18. We saw tons of mocks throughout the process of the Titans taking him at 26. We saw times where uh, the Packers took him at 22 in mocks. And so. He was the last wide receiver drafted in the first round. Sure, but he also was of the guys of Drake London and Ohio State players and the Alabama players. You know, he was in Jahan Dotson from Penn State. He was always kind of the the back end of that first group. And and maybe it's because of the weight issue that Albert Brewer said, but I think most people consensus thought his football ability had him fifth or sixth whether it's Burks or Dotson, which I think is more of a scheme preference uh, with the two guys. One guy's a small slot guy. The other guy in Burks is a big receiver. But I think the only reason I'm at a small deal right now is because when he was at Arkansas in the 240s, was still putting up first-round pick tape. And again, like, it's not good. It's absolutely a deal. Like, there's zero reason anybody watching the show should think this is a no deal. It is a deal. But I'm going to say small deal as of right now. Also a small deal because it is June 1st. Happy June, everybody. It's June 1st. So I'm just going to say small deal for right now. If I was Mike Vrabel, after that first practice, I would have called Traylon Burks into my office. I would have told him to close the door. And he would have gotten a good old-fashioned, as Saban says, ass-chewing. Because there's no reason that a 22-year-old 
first-round rookie should be out of shape ever, ever. And there's no excuses. I don't give a – I don't – man, I always slipped up. I don't give a damn if you're if you're drinking, if you're partying. I don't care. You have to come in here and work. It's your responsibility. And, you know, Paul A.D. brought up, a, I think, a point that I would have maybe thought would have set you the, over the edge the other way instead of going under, instead of going over to a big deal. And that is John Robinson's pressure on first-round selections is through the roof. He can't oh, mess up on a guy who's, who stays fat. Oh, well, and, and Cincinnati Titan, I don't understand Cincinnati Titan's perspective here. He says, why is the media obsessed with making something out of nothing with Traylon Burks? Like, what practice. do you mean? <laughs> like, I don't know if did Cincinnati Titan just join the show and missed the whole Albert Breer report <clears throat> or didn't pay attention to something that Albert Breer who is a very connected national reporter. Uh, again, like I, like something is up with Traylon Burks is that he struggles to keep his weight down. And this was something that he dealt with in Arkansas uh, last year, playing in the two forties at some point. And then he got, it, it's like he got good and slimmed down for the combine, right? Like there's a reason he wanted to be at 225 for the combine to show that he could be there. And that's what he is. But then he allowed himself to creep back up into the 230s for some private workouts after the combine. So that shows you that there is a weight struggle here with what he's going through. Well, it's like uh, you see a lot of people when they get married, right? So they get engaged and they work their ass off to do all these different trainings to look their best on their best day. And then they realize after the honeymoon, it settles back into real life. And you're eating, you're, you're eating hamburger helper on Wednesdays and you're not going to training, right? We, the wedding is over. He got drafted. He got married to the well, Titans. The combine. You can't be eating a hamburger helper on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. It felt like the combine was the wedding, right? But, and, and fat and happy is a thing for a reason. And I'll say this, I gained about seven pounds on the honeymoon alone <laughs> from after, after my wedding. But uh, yes, it, that is a real thing. So can he correct it? Right? Can he get down uh, and get back to a healthy playing weight where he can get through practices? Uh, it, it, look, it is absolutely a deal. I just say a small deal because he was able to be, you know, effective and be explosive and put on first round pick tape uh, when he was in the 240s at Arkansas. All right, Austin, you've got three quick storylines to watch today live from St. Uh, Thomas. Uh, yeah, St. Thomas Sports Park right. right outside uh, the bubble. Uh, I have a task for you. It's not necessarily a question. It's a task. And then I'm curious to get your your three storylines heading into practice today. Plus, okay. we've got shade. So people in the chat get prepared for shade. But I have a task for Austin Stanley because this will be not only a task today, but also next week and the following week. This is the June task. It's June 1st. This is your June task. We'll get to ah. that task, but first, going to talk about Wilson County Hyundai. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where you need to go. Search inventory for your perfect to make and model, whether it's a Palisade. They got third row seating. It is a full-size SUV. It dominates the streets. Also, the Sonata, it's got fuel efficiency, cost effectiveness, and the Ionic. You can order the Ionic from Wilson County Hyundai. That is their battery-powered car. Hey, screw, screw fuel. You don't have to go to the gas station anymore. 
you're battery powered and it is cost effective as well. WilsonCountyHyundai.com, quick trip down I-40 exit 236. Visit Payne Bone and his team today. Don't forget, download the BetMGM app and you can use our code ATOZ200. That's ATOZ200. And all you got to do is put a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball game today. And you're going to win 200 bucks when either team hits a home run in that game. Simple as that. With code ATOZ200, visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only. New customer all for all promotions, subject to qualification, eligible requirements. Rewards issued at novel trouble, free bets, or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days. And for problem game support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. Zach, I am curious to hear what your task is for me over the next couple of weeks. So I think that this year, the biggest deal besides Ryan Tannehill, right? Ryan Tannehill is the biggest deal. We know that. That is the cloud hanging over this franchise. Can he be the guy to lead them to a Super Bowl? The second, I think, biggest thing on this roster is what is the progression of Caleb Farley? Mm -hmm. Your task is to monitor and look and see how Caleb Farley is. Is because okay. he's the first round pick. We talk a lot about first round picks. We just got done talking about this year's first round pick. It's easily, I think, Caleb Farley is easily forgotten or looked over because he was drafted hurt. He wasn't expected to come out of the gates and play and be the guy because of his back surgery. And then, unfortunate set of circumstances. He tore his ACL. He has two ACL tears, two back surgeries. And now this is kind of, the starting of his new life. We cannot and will not forget about Caleb Farley, but I think that's my task for you over the next several weeks. Look and see how this guy switches his hips, how he backpedals, how he, you know, gets off his back leg and and drives forward. Yeah. 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 And so I, I watched Caleb Farley, uh, last Tuesday during their warmups, because that he was right next to the sideline we were on, and so I was paying a really close attention to his gait and his stride when he was running, because they were doing some like probably seventy percent like jogs, you know, before practice last week, and I and I thought he looked healthy, just taking off and you know jumping downfield uh, in a in a good healthy looking stride. And he was wearing sweatpants or like uh, some type of like jogger pants. So you couldn't tell if he had a knee brace on underneath it. But Amani Hooker mentioned that he had a knee brace on uh, during it, which is fine. He's like seven months, seven and a half months out of his ACL surgery. Uh, but I think you can tell that he looks physically bigger. Vrabel had the joke last week that he, he no longer looks like his jersey is hanging on a coat hanger. He's been in the weight room. He's filling it out. It looks a lot better. So, yeah, I, I will make sure that uh, I will keep an eye on Caleb Farley. But as far as last week goes, it was good to see him out there participating at this point in his recovery and trying to continue to take those steps forward. Was that a double jab? Because I heard the comment of the coat hanger comment. I actually took it as it was on the coat hanger because he hasn't been playing. But both make sense. No, it was a, well, it followed his body developing because he, he, Vrabels started the comment by saying it was wild to look at how quickly his body developed after he got healthy. 
because he had the back injury, which affects your ability to lift and condition. Then the knee, which you have to rehab the knee before you can do other things. But once he got back, he quickly his body got into an, a pro athlete looking body. And then that's why he made the coat hanger comment there too. So I think so far, Caleb Farley, the progression is off to the right start. And he needs to get to the reason why they drafted Caleb Farley is because he was like the other two guys drafted before him. Uh, you got Patrick Sertan, the second, I believe is the, it's not junior. It's the second. Yes. Uh, and then who was the other one drafted by Carolina? Diggs. Diggs. Trayvon Diggs. Oh, no. Sir, Diggs? Sertan, Sertan went to the Carolina Panthers and Diggs went to the Cowboys. That's right. Those guys are aggressive safeties, right? I mean, we saw Diggs and how aggressive he is. Caleb Farley was oh, drafted. Joe Horn. Joe Horn. So, uh, that's where he was. Yeah, I was about yeah. to say, because Sertan plays for the Broncos. J.C. Horn. J.C. Horn. Horn or, yeah, J.C. Horn was drafted by yeah. the yeah. Panthers. Uh, and Diggs was in another draft class. Um, yeah. For, man, draft guy right there. Uh, uh, yeah, just, everything's running together. But aggressive cornerback play. If Caleb Farley can be the aggressive corner that we, uh, and I'll just take Patrick Sertan the second was for Denver last year. I mean, man, mm -hmm. that, that is the type of guy you want to draft. He's just had to get over all these hurdles before he's been able to, you know, be that guy. This is his year. Now I know he's coming off at an ACL. There will be a little bit of grace at the beginning of the season, but number three, better be able to be that lockdown corner for years to come, or we're going to continue to criticize John Robinson for his decision-making in the first round. Yeah, no doubt about that. All right, so my three uh, quick storylines to watch today. Uh, the first one is Dylan Radins. Last Tuesday, uh, he showed up at right tackle, was taking reps there, uh, which was good. Uh, but then we saw in the Traylon Bur Burks touchdown video from late last week, Dylan Radins was on the sideline during that touchdown. So that's one rep, but does Dylan Radins continue to get a lot of reps and a lot of work at right tackle, or does Petit Frere uh, start to kind of balance those reps out with him? Uh, so I think Dylan Radins is something to watch here. Any thoughts on Dylan Radins? Maybe well, like Caleb Farley. So has he sobered up from Key West? That would be my, well, he, my apparently his bachelor party. This was this past weekend, but I, I, you know, we'll see if he's here. I mean, maybe he's not here because of that, but uh, I would expect him to be here, but yeah, but I, I think Dylan Raiden, he has they too much to have lose. He yeah. has too much to lose. He like Raiden's look, I would say Tannehill one. Then I, Caleb Farley is two. I, I don't know if I put Raiden's three, but he's four or five. I mean, he's right there in storylines heading into this season because he isn't he the linchpin? Like, doesn't he put everything kind of together? We know what we're going to get from Luan and Ben Jones and Nate Davis. Like, Raiden's what he can be for this team, I think, is a, is a huge swinging point for the offensive line and the protection of 17. Yeah, you want Dylan Raidens to be the right tackle for sure. Uh, Nate quickly asked who's been lining up at left guard. That uh, When Ben Jones is here, uh, which he was not out at practice Tuesday, but he was later in the week, uh, when Ben Jones is here, Aaron Brewer and Jamarco Jones have been taking reps at left guard. When Ben Jones is not here, Aaron Brewer slides into center, and Jamarco Jones seems like he's taken left guard snaps too. That's where – 
he has uh, begun his Titans career at Jones. Uh, so, but Aaron Brewer and Jones seem to be the two guys battling out for that. Uh, I, I, I don't know how to – left guard is going to be a concern for me, I think, until they prove that one of these two guys or somebody else can fix it. Uh, second storyline for me, Zach, is Robert Woods. What does he look like this week after seeing him for the first time? Last week, he was still pretty uh, careful with his knee, obviously. Uh, being that early on in his recovery, but going out there and doing drills was a, was a big time positive for Robert Woods. But I, I do want to see how he continues to progress. I thought the most important thing from last week for Woods is that he practiced on Monday and then he practiced on Tuesday. Being able to go back to back days without, because you know, if it's an ACL and he goes one day and doesn't the next, maybe there was some swelling they had to deal with, some soreness. But the fact they went back-to-back days was a big deal for me. And so I'm curious to see what he looks like again this week. I loved how Robert Woods said the Titans are holding him back. He he wants to run free. I mean, he wants yeah. this. He uh, Robert Woods is a leader, leader by example, leader in the locker room. Everything that we know about ro- what Robert Woods represented for the Rams over the last several seasons, he's bringing that to Tennessee and I, I, I think that I think he's going to be just fine. He's going to come out of the gates uh, just fine. He wants this. And I think to that point, the back-to-back days, uh, I, I think that shows that he wants this. It, he, The videos that I watched, he did look good. He looked smooth. He didn't look like he was favoring anything. I liked what Ro- I saw from Robert Woods. I mean, he, again, he, he definitely is. You can tell when he cuts off the left knee that he, he is – taking care and being more intentional with how he goes through that cut. But again, for being six and a half months out, Robert Woods looks really, really good for where he's at. So my my last storyline to watch today is simply, do any of the guys who missed last week, are they back? And how does that impact the the trickle-down effect after that? Because a lot of big-name, big-money players on the defense were not here last week. And, you know, it's Big Jeff, who is going into into his fourth year, was not here. But then you had the big second contract guys like Bud Dupree, Harold Landry, Zach Cunningham, Kevin Byard, Danico Autry. Those guys were not here. And for Kevin Byard specifically, when he was not there, that meant a lot of opportunity for Theo Jackson, the six-round rookie. And so my thought on Theo Jackson getting a lot of high-quality reps, Zach, was I don't know if – he's the only option they have after Bayard right now, or if he's really progressing that well in the classroom side of things, picking up the scheme, because, you know, if Kevin Bayard comes back and Theo Jackson is working behind Bayard, that's another thing. But Theo Jackson got a lot of, lot of reps uh, last week with Bayard not here. So I'm curious to see how that develops. Yeah, and it, as you said, I mean, Dupree, Simmons, Byard. I mean, there was a handful of – and there were Landry. Landry. They're defensive Zach players, Cunningham. right? Yeah, all these big guys. Yeah, I mean, like that's like the top five or six defensive players they have. And besides Derrick Henry, that's the best part of their team is their defense. Derrick Henry also wasn't here. So you could literally – you could make the case that their top, like, six or seven players were not here. So yeah, I think that's that that is something to keep an eye on. See who's who returns. They've now had uh, you know several days to to get back to you know whether it's Nashville or wherever they were training 
uh, to get back with the team over the next three weeks. Yeah. And obviously I want to see what Malik Willis looks like too, right? Like that's going to be a storyline every day. The Titans media gets to go watch practice is what does Malik Willis look like last week? He was learning some drills uh, and, you know, he was working through that. Tannehill was helping him out, but you know, how does he learn the drills and does he gain more confidence each week that we get to see him, which I expect that to happen. Bobby asked, where's Derrick Henry been? He's been in Dallas putting out Instagram content that everybody drools over every week. So uh, there should be zero issues or concerns about Derrick Henry. I'm sure he'll be back uh, for mandatory mini camp here in a couple weeks. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, Austin, it's time to throw shade before you go to practice. Practice starts right around nine o'clock. So we're going to get in, get out, uh, and, and do a little shade before you go. But first, I am going to tell you guys about Farm Bureau Health Plans. FBHP.com is where to go. Uh, look, FBHP.com slash A to Z helped me last week. I was down with the flu. I was sick as a dog. 103 temperature for about 12 to 18 hours. It was Miz, let me tell you. I had a teledoc conference and it was free. I didn't have to pay anything. There's nothing worse than when you got 103 degree fever and then they're asking you for your credit card information. Well, that wasn't the case because they didn't ask me because I didn't have to pay anything because it's a part of my plan. It's a part of my coverage. I got the medicine I needed and now I'm back ready to go this week. Uh, I'm glad I put the flu behind me, but Farm Bureau Health Plans helped me. My health plan actually helped me. It can help you. I just switched this year, so you can switch this year as well. Better coverage, better rates, better service. Over 200-plus locations across the state of Tennessee. Go to fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. Download the BetMGM app today. Use our code A-T-O-Z-200. That's A-T-O-Z-200. All you got to do is place a $10 Moneyline wager on any Major League Baseball game today for new users. Uh, and then you're going to win 200 bucks when either team in that game hits a home run. It's a great way to start your BetMGM uh, life and your BetMGM career. Uh, Zach and I love the app. We use it almost every day. I can't wait for the NBA Finals to get going tomorrow night as well. But today, new users, that's code ATOZ200. You place a $10 Moneyline wager on any baseball game today in the major leagues, and you win 200 bucks when either team hits a home run. Time to throw some shade. Throwing shade every Wednesday here on the show, and throughout the show, I have lost my shade. I tried to strategically place myself in a shade tree in the parking lot at St. Thomas Sports Park, and you know the sun moves, so uh, I lost part of uh, my shade throughout the well, show. Well, no, so now, no, no, it doesn't. Well, we move. We move. You're right. We move. The sun moves in my life, but you know, you're right. I actually corrected somebody on that like last week, being just like a that being that guy, and then you just <laughs> that guyed me right back. So I guess that's karma, right? But uh, throwing shade here on this this uh, Wednesday. Do you know how fast we move? Very fast. We move about 800 miles per hour. So if if we stopped. It would be chaos. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is true. That is true. All right. Uh, shade. Uh, let's see. Jake says shade on Zach for putting Austin in the heat and sitting his big butt in the AC. No, I, this is my decision. <laughs> this is my decision to come do this. And I actually, I actually enjoy it. I, I've been standing for the last 45 minutes, but that's okay. Uh, but I actually like doing this out here because uh, they get to go into practice here in about 15 minutes when they start. 
Uh, Jeff says shade on himself. He caught COVID. It's not your fault, Jeff. It just happens, people. Um, Lucas says flat earthers are his shade. Mark says shade at all the media that always has only negative takes on the Titans. They clearly don't know the team, and all they do is add motivation. Uh, okay, I, I it's fine there. Uh, Bobby says my shade is on the people who get obsessively attached to an undrafted free agent receiver and OTAs. There's like a 99% chance they won't even make the roster. That that's something that the Titans media always laughs about and jokes about during this time of year of who becomes the fan favorite right now, Mason Kinsey and Kyle Phillips immediately are the fan favorite. Uh, Caesar says shade on Vrabel for never telling us the fans truth, telling us the fans. He says the truth about issues with Titans players. I think that's legitimate there Caesar, because how much different would this Traylon Burks storyline be if Vrabel said what's happening or if Traylon Burks spoke to the media to tell his side of what's happening, right? Because that's the well, thing. Burks, Burks, speak, Burks has not spoken. No, and, and that's what uh, Buck, Buck and I talked about this. Rookie uh, minicamp, he did not speak Friday. That's when he left after the first rep, right? Saturday, he got through practice from what I was told because I was not there. But Buck mentioned that the plan was for Burks to talk after that Saturday rookie minicamp, and then some point during the practice, they X-nade that. They decided to cancel that, and he has still not talked. We allowed we are allowed to get players walking off the field today after practice, and last Tuesday the same thing. But Burks was inside, and he wasn't available to us. And also, guys who are injured are technically not allowed to talk. So no Robert Woods. No Caleb Farley, no Christian Fulton. Guys who wear the yellow jerseys aren't allowed to talk either. Yeah, but yes, well, I agree with Caesar. If if somebody just talked, or Burks just talked, then a lot of this stuff wouldn't be as big as it is. Yeah, a, a lot of times, you know, and this is NFL franchise in general, is the less you say, the worse it is, and that it's the job of the PR team to understand that and to relay. Now, ultimately. You know, Vrabel has the decision on what he wants to say. You know, he's going to do what he's going to do. But that's the strategy behind the PR of, well, yeah, you know, bending what the narrative. It's essentially, that's what it is. When Jay says maybe he wants to block everything out and say focus, did you ever guys think of that? I mean, yeah, maybe that's so. Maybe that's true of Burks. Maybe that's true of Vrabel as well. But again, my your my first round favorite- no, 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 wrong, wrong. Your first round draft pick of an NFL franchise in 2022. You have to speak. It's your responsibility. You don't get, you know, yeah, you don't get uh, just, that's not how this works. So you can't just, you cannot hit your wagon just to the player. The player has got to speak. We have to ask him questions. You know, as media members, we've got to ask, are you in shape? What did you do to get out of shape? Do you have asthma? You know, like these are type of questions. Don't you think you'd want to know as fans? I'll go ahead and answer that. Yes, because we've gotten them. Yeah. Well, and and, uh, Yogi says media should stop making assumptions. Well, everybody makes assumptions. You're forced to make assumptions when you're not being transparent, when people aren't being transparent with you. And my favorite example of this is former Vandy head coach, Derek Mason, his first game ever as a head coach. He made a quarterback change after the first quarter. 
And everybody's like, oh, what? what's going on? I thought you were sticking with your guy the whole offseason. You said, this is your guy. And you make a quarterback change. And after the game, he basically said, you know, I went with what I thought would give us a better chance. And you're like, what's con-? he confused everybody with that. And then it came out a few weeks later that the quarterback had a concussion. And so if he would have just said, yeah, he got a concussion or we're showing concussion-like symptoms, everybody goes, oh, okay. And every, like, like we're understanding people. Like human beings typically are understanding of reasons or explanations when we're told that. Well, there were nuance to that because as a coach, you also, look, you want to protect your player, but you also want him to play. And by disclosing that he had a concussion, now people are going to be writing about that and maybe the protocol is more difficult and you don't have him at the beginning of the season. There's so much nuance that you have to take into consideration. Yeah, but the way concussions are dealt with, like they pulled him because he needed to go in concussion protocol. So say that, say that he was, it looked like he needed to go in concussion protocol. We'll continue to do tests to see what happens. Uh, it's it, transparency clears issues. Lack of transparency creates assumptions. I will always say that when it comes to injured players, always, because you can go to James Neal and Philip Forsberg who had broken bones on their body playing in the playoffs for the Preds, but nobody knew until after the fact. And so you're dogging on guys for playing like crap when they have like a broken wrist. So again, it's lack of transparency creates issues. All right. uh, Let's go to a couple more shades and then we'll get to your shade and my shade. Uh, Eric says shade on the cashier that gives you 99 cents back when the total is $10 and one cent and you give them $11. It is a tough scene Cause I don't like change. Nobody likes change. Nobody likes to carry around change. And you just kind of want that penny. Usually they'll do it for a penny. When you get into like 13 cents, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. So I, I yeah. agree with that. Uh, I use cash for stuff like that. All right. Um, you want to go ahead with your shade? I'll let you go first. All right. Well, my shade has to do with you. Uh, yeah. pre, uh, pre-show Austin broke his phone. You want to show the fine folks what your phone looks like? Crack snap, crackle pop. And we ain't eating cereal. So he dropped it and I, I saw his reaction and it, you know, it was a reaction of something happened. Like I was like something more. It wasn't like a, all shucks. You know, I dropped my pen. It was like a, your brain was thinking like, Oh no, this is bad. And then he showed it to me and I go, do you have not have a case on your phone? And his response was, I haven't had a case for eight months. And I go, I have nothing for you. My shade is for fools that don't have cases on their phones. And then their, their phone breaks or cracks. And they're like, they're mad or upset, which they I, should be I, that they're I, mad or upset. On. Was I mad or upset? I mean, I thought are I you upset that your phone's broken? I mean, I'm bummed out about it. Yeah, I'm probably exactly. have bloody fingers. But again, like, did I react inappropriately? I thought I held my cool pretty well through this. Did I not? Right, but it's I, because I didn't. it's your own fault. Sure, and I understand that. And, and like, I didn't blame anything else. I, it's my fault. I said it. Like again, like I thought I handled myself with a pretty calm presence for somebody who just broke their phone. Like I didn't do. I did not single. I did not cuss. I did not yell. I I, right. I just but said well, why did your happens. phone break? Oh, because they didn't have a case. Again, like I understand that, and it broke. So my because... shade is for people that don't have cases on their phones. It makes so, no, and no Yogi, sense. And Yogi so is stupid. right. Uh, 
my phone is a dinosaur. My phone is over four years old now, and I my I was always going to get a new phone. Doesn't matter. Uh, you weren't going to get a new phone summer. today or tomorrow. Well, now I, I was honestly kind of needing a reason for it. I thought it was going to be Steve Jobs, you know, and <laughs> Apple just kind of screwing me over you like can't that. But, justify you know, it because it was my fault. No, I'm not justifying it. I. But yeah, the plan. This is this is a four plus year old phone. The plan was to get a new phone later on, like this month in June. Yeah. So here's my suggestion: when you get a new phone, get a new case. Uh, I will get a will. case. The re- Excuse me. Well, the <laughs> reason why the reason why I didn't I had a case for the first three years of having this phone. The reason why I no longer have a case is because my case broke, and so I didn't buy a new case because I'd said I don't want a new case, and I'd rather just get a new phone. And so Which I don't is want to idiotic. Case. That's my that's my shade. Is it is idiotic not to have a case on your thousand dollar? It's the mo- it's the most expensive thing that you probably have that you carry on you consistently. Correct. I mean that I carry because I don't carry my car with me. But yes, I mean it's it's up there. Yeah, for sure. Why won't Again. you protect it with a case? You get an well, otter box. I, I'll give you an I, example. I, you get an otter box. Zach, I, and they're I not paying the me decision, anything to say this. You don't have to worry about That's this. That's fine, Zach. I made the decision 10 months ago that I did not want to have a case moving forward. And I enjoyed that until I made a stupid decision by having my phone on top of the tripod with my computer. I moved it and it fell. That's my fault. That's user error. It's not the phone's fault. So again, that, that's that's it's totally fair shade that I just teed up for you. Uh, my shade Apparently, there's this thing that happens every year around this time where parents buy their little kids bunny rabbits, like real life bunny rabbits for Easter. And then when the Easter season is over, they dump those bunny rabbits into the wild thinking that that's where they want to be. That's not the type of bunny rabbit you bought your five-year-old son or daughter. And so now there is a there what looks to be a pet bunny living on my block that is not a wild rabbit and it's like what are you people thinking of dumping pet bunny rabbits out into what they think they want to be they are supposed to be pets they are not wild rabbits you cannot put them out in the woods behind your house and expect them to survive so that's that is my shade it is bullshit. It is everything. It's ridiculous. And it's terrible, terrible about uh, why people do that. I don't understand it. I don't understand how people think that's logical. So that I is my, de- I didn't even know that was a thing to be honest. Uh, you know, I didn't know it was a thing to buy rabbits for kids. Easter. But, and, and, and I can't, people are saying adopt the rabbit. I can't adopt the rabbit because I have two dogs that will think that rabbit's a squeaky toy. I, I you know, I can't do anything with it. So there's nothing I can do, but that it's terrible human beings doing stupid ass things that make me my, make my blood boil. But that's my shade today. I think we've had a great show today. I broke my phone, which sucks, but I'm going to deal with that later on this week, I'm sure. But we will see you guys tomorrow on a Thursday reacting to what I see in practice here in about 10 minutes. So I'll see you guys later on. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. Adios.